When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Saka Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling, focusing on all things cricket in South Australia. Join the strikers in their quest for glory. Yes, welcome back. You're listening to the Saka Cricket Show today with Travis Wakeling and Gemma Barsby. You've just finished hearing our combined men's and women's strikers team of the year. If you did miss any of that, please make sure you catch up on the podcast. Just search the Saka Cricket Show wherever you find your podcast and you'll be able to listen back. We have a very special night watchman today, Jem. I've changed my criteria, though. So I, I've been going with night watchmen who are, are bowlers who can bat. Yep. Um, or potentially can't bat at all. Uh, <laughs> but that's all part of the fun. Today, I've got another interesting story. It, it's someone who played for the Redbacks for many years, had a 12-year first-class career and played lots of T20 in, in the Big Bash, but also had... A really fascinating international career, and I can't wait to talk to him. I am talking, of course, of Tom Cooper. Tom, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. How are we? Great, thank you. Uh, so good to have you on the show. And like I said, I've changed the criteria just to get you on the show today, so I feel like you should feel very honoured for that. <laughs> I certainly do. Although I would have preferred to have been a, a bowler that bats a bit. It makes for an easy game, I reckon. Well, let's start on your bowling then, because you you bowled a few you bowled a few a few offies in your time, um, mostly in I suppose your international career, which you which you played for the Netherlands, which we'll touch on in in more detail during the chat, but. Um, I saw that you had your best ODI bowling figures of three for 11. And you also played in a game when you came back into the side for the Netherlands in 2022 and you, and you dismissed Owen Morgan for a duck. Uh, do you, what, what are your memories? What, what's your favourite memories with the ball? And, and do you remember that specific dismissal of Owen Morgan? I certainly do. I, like you said, I haven't taken too many polls. So, um, most of them I do remember. Um, and a fun fact is that was... Um, well, that was his last dismissal in international cricket, and he just uh, after that. So it probably is an indication of my bowling and how embarrassed he was to get out to it. Well, it must have you must have been bowling some some real good tweakers there. So um, and and a great last memory for him in international cricket to to go out to you. Now, you were and we'll, we'll touch back on your international career in a minute. But in terms of your career in Adelaide you, you were an inaugural striker now we've obviously the, the boys have gone out um, in the the challenger final last night but did you watch the game and and where do you I suppose where do your loyalties lie with with regards to the t20 sides because I know that you obviously started with the strikers then spent some time at the heat and the renegades how did you how did you think last night went and um, what did you take out of the game I did watch bits and pieces of it, and um, it was a disappointing night, I guess, for the strikers. Their um, their spinners had done the job so well, and I guess it was uh, they were due to uh, to get hit a bit. And Josh Brown was unbelievable, really. You can sort of um, when you get beaten by an innings like that, you, it's a little bit easier to to suck up, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The Heat were my last team, so I've probably got a got to stick with them but I did play the majority of my career at Renegade so um, they were my pick at the start of the 
start a tournament with a very experienced side and they obviously let me down big time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, you know, you, like I said, you're around the you're around the traps for a long time. Twelve year first class career at the Redbacks. How did it all How did it all begin for you? You um, you started in New South Wales and then moved across to South Australia. What what um, brought that move about? Um, it was interesting. I remember I played an under seventeen Australian Championships down here and actually did really well. And start, some clubs were like, "Oh, what are your thoughts on moving to South Australia?" And as I guess a lot of people do. I, was, I said there's no chance. Like I'd grown up in New South Wales. South Australia had sort of that negative perception. Um, what are you talking which about? Which as soon as people, as soon as people come here, that changes because it is a great place. Um, but yeah, I, I moved down. Had three years on a rookie contract in New South Wales, um, and then Rod Marsh actually got me down um, after that. And um, yeah, there's certainly a I'm very glad I made. Uh, I love it down here in South Australia. I still am down here. Um, and, yeah, fortunately, it led to a, uh, I guess, a reasonably successful um, career. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess coming off the back of your yeah career, I guess what are the probably, I guess, the main highlights out of that now that you can have a bit of time to reflect on your career? Um, there's so many. I guess the... Uh, the one-day final we won, but we, we didn't win it. We tied it, and because we were on top of the uh, table, we we won it by default, I guess. But that was that was a highlight. Obviously, we haven't had a whole lot of success um, over the years. So that, and then we won the the 2020 when it was state-based before the Big Bash. Um, we sort of won it one year, come second the next, and got to go to the Champions League, which was a great tournament. Did you get to play a game against Andrew Johns as well? They that was the so when uh, we had no, the... that was that was before <laughs> my time. Because <laughs> I remember those old KFC BBL like when before it was the um, you know the, the city based teams and we had all the states playing and it was very much hit and giggle, wasn't it? It started it started so much as like a gimme sort of game and then and then it's just become this absolute beast over the years, hasn't it? Who would have thought the amount of I guess millionaires and multi millionaires <laughs> it would have made. You're born in the wrong time, Tom. No, don't tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you used to have nicknames on the shirts, and so you said you get all these celebrities, I guess, from other sports and other areas coming in and playing, and like you said, it was hit and giggle. So um, it's been a fascinating journey for 2020 cricket. And how did the Netherlands come about? This is what I'm intrigued about, because obviously you're playing cricket in Australia, and you played a bit of rep cricket, uh, representative cricket, as a, as a junior, and did quite well, as you said. And you've been around Australia A squads, um, played some Prime Minister's Eleven. You, you hit a big hundred against the West Indies um, for the Prime Minister's Eleven. So, and then, but in the meantime, you're you're playing your trade, playing international cricket, playing in World Cups for the Netherlands. I mean, that's a pretty cool story. And so, how did it all come up? And um, what do you take out of your your time playing? And I think you skipped the Netherlands for a while as well, didn't you? Never skipped, but um, oh, it was hard to. To ring in as a skipper, but they yeah, played well, I'd hate, probably close to 100 games, I reckon, all up for the Netherlands. And like it's been, I've been extremely lucky. Like so many great players never get that opportunity to to play at World Cups and play international cricket. And fortunately, I got those opportunities. But it's, it's sort of my mum is Dutch, 
And I don't really know how that got me a, a passport because she wasn't born in Holland. She was born in Dutch New Guinea, which doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> and I basically got my passport. to I had to get it before I was 18, I think, and I got it just to be part of the European Union, really. I was going over to Scotland to play a season of cricket um, and it made travelling around Europe so much easier. Um, so I didn't even know at that stage that the Dutch played cricket. Um, and it just so happened the club I played for in Scotland, I had a pretty good year and averaged just under 100, I think. We got promoted. Um, and, well, I got... Um, the coach of Holland at the time had played for like eight years at this club previously. So I randomly got this email out of the blue saying, what, have you ever thought of coming and giving it a crack over here? And um, I thought it was a joke at first. Um, but yeah, I obviously took it up and spent um, five or six seasons over in Amsterdam, which is a, a great city for all those that have been thinking about going or not. Um, and yeah, played in numerous World Cups and, and played yeah, a lot of international cricket as such. Yeah, no doubt it would an amazing experience, I guess. Was there a massive difference or a shock when you went over there probably first to play for the Netherlands compared to probably the, the systems over here? Oh, absolutely. When I first went there, I know it used to drop. So the coach was Peter Drinner, who played a few games for Queensland as a wicketkeeper. He was behind, obviously, Wade Seckham and Ian Healy and those guys, so it was hard to get in. But he used to hate it because it was... It was worse than club cricket. Like, training, you'd have three blokes turn up on time, another three turn up half hour later, another one, like, come in, rock up late. Like, you you could never plan anything, and it was extremely amateur. Sounds Um, like I need to start looking into my Dutch passport. (laughs) But uh, the the journey now, like, they did quite well in the 50-over World Cup. Obviously, we were quite successful out here. We finished our campaign beating South Africa on the Adelaide Oval in that 2020 World Cup and directly qualifying for the upcoming one. And it, um, they lit, they've just signed an MOU and going to get contracts in place for the, for the first time as such. Up until now, there's been three contracted players um, and yeah, guys basically training around work. But it's it certainly come a long way and I guess the performances um, are starting to show that. And so would you consider yourself as a patriotic Dutch man now that you've played so many internationals for for the Netherlands or are you still very much uh, an Aussie through and through who uh, support gets around our Aussie test and one day and T20 sides? Depends what's on. The, uh, <laughs> the Dutch side are much better, much better football side. Um, <laughs> but no, I do, I do support both. I do have a, a soft spot. I remember I took a, a picture of the table at that World Cup when the Dutch were actually above Australia in the, on the table because Australia obviously got off to that, that slow start. and um, So, yeah, it's nice having these comps. It makes it a bit easier to barrack for someone when the other one's not going so great. <laughs> yeah, pick and choose, like you said. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously now that you are probably got more, I guess, family time now than actually playing cricket, I'm just wondering what you're, what to, what you're up to these days. A bit of commentating too, I see. Yeah, a little bit. I've still kind of got a foot in the door. I would have loved to have gone over to that 50-over World Cup. Um, and part of me really wants to go to the 2020 World Cup. But 
like I said, it's a bit more difficult with a family um, at the moment. So whether that comes to fruition or not, I'm not sure. But yeah, it's dipping my toe in a bit of commentating. Um, did my first test match as such um, in Adelaide, a very short test match, if you can call it that, <laughs> the other day in Adelaide for ABC. So that's that's something that I've enjoyed. Um, a little bit, a bit of coaching with you guys, the Scorps, through the pre-season while um, Horse was over with the Oz A team, and I enjoyed that. So I'm not really sure what's next, um, and that's a, I guess it's kind of scary, kind of exciting. Um, but yeah, it's something that I'm going to have to work out reasonably quickly, I guess, or I'll um, save until dwindle away. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, you can only play cricket for so long or, uh, you know, you guys are, I always say you guys are very lucky because I was never any good. So <laughs> I've actually uh, had to try and do some study and do some other things with my life. So, no, well done. Congratulations on a, a great career so far. You, you never know. You may get that may get that call to the to the T20 World Cup next year, like you were saying. But great to have have you on the show, mates, and um, and good to see you around the around the trap still at the uh, at the Sacker office as well. No, absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Thank you, Tom Cooper, for coming on the show. That was a good chat. I love I love following the um, the associate countries and their and their form in in different competitions around the world. And I see obviously our T Twenty World Cup next year having games played in the USA. Um, I think there's like twenty teams playing in the comp next year, and there's a USA Canada game, and then India Pakistan playing in New York City. So. Crazy. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. It's only getting bigger and stronger, and, yeah, it's exciting time for cricket. It is. It is. And speaking of an exciting time for cricket, um, we, we've reached the end of this show for today, but we've got a great show coming on, coming on next week. We've got Dizzy coming back on to talk about all things finishing up the Strikers' season. Obviously, like we've mentioned many times in the show, a disappointing finish, but a really, really positive season. So can't wait to hear everything that's going on um, in the the review for that for that season and as we look forward into our as we move back into Redbacks uh, as well so no doubt he's a he's a busy busy boy um, so really looking forward to next week's show great to have you on again Jem today good luck so Monday night yes. Scorps at Adelaide Oval first time since the redevelopment how excited are you yeah it's going to be unbelievable obviously to, to be able to go out there and play at, um, on Adelaide Oval day and night, it's going to be something pretty special. And, yeah, we've got our past players event as well, so hopefully a few of them can come down and support us. Absolutely, and it's free entry, so people come on down. Um, we've got a little members area opening as well, so encouraging all of our SACA members to head down and support our Scorpions. But if, you are, if you're not a member and you want to come along and watch some really, really high-quality cricket, come along Monday night uh, down to Adelaide Oval, uh, and the girls will be hopefully getting back on the winners list again. Absolutely. Keep cool today. It's 41 degrees. We'll see you next week.